Welcome. I think that any serious student of Rashi would come to the conclusion that it is not a good idea to say that Rashi contradicts himself. Generally speaking, I think all of the super commentators would agree that it's a good idea to try to find a resolution to, to two different statements by Rashi that seem to contradict each other. Even if statement number one can be traced to one source, let's say in the Midrash, and statement number two can be traced to a different source in the Midrash. And it's not far-fetched to say that the two Midrashim are representing two different opinions. It's quite common in Midrash to find machlokas, to find differences of opinion, even regarding what happened in a particular narrative. But even if we can trace Rashi's first statement to one Midrash or to one piece of Gemara, and we can trace his apparently contradictory statement to a different text in the Midrash or in the Gemara, many of the super commentaries say that even in such a case, one should avoid, maybe not at all costs, but one should try to avoid saying that Rashi is simply quoting two opposing opinions. And in one place, he's explaining it like opinion A, and in a different place, he's explaining it like opinion B. We spoke about this last week, and I'd like to discuss another example here, right at the beginning of Parsha's Lech Lecha. Let's learn the first few psukim. Perik Yud Beis, Pasuk Aleph. Vayemer Hashem al Avram, and Hashem said to Avram, Lech Lecha, go, We'll discuss soon what that lecha is doing. Go to you. But lech lecha, go. Me'artzecha, from your land. Umimolatecha, and from your place of birth. Umibesavicha, and from your father's house, from your family. Elo'oretz asher areka, to the land that I will show you. So Kodesh Baruch Hu commands Avram to leave his land, leave his place of birth, leave his father's family, and to go someplace, to the land that I will, tell, that I will show you. Pasuk Beis. And I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make great your name. And you will be a blessing. Pasuk Gimel. And I will bless those who bless you. And he who curses you, I will curse. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Let's see Rashi. Lech lecha, says Rashi, For your benefit and for your good. Rashi is understanding that the word lecha, which is seemingly superfluous, it could have just said lech. What does it mean, lech lecha? It means that by going, you're going to get something for yourself, lecha. So go for your own benefit and good. Because shom eschelagaygadol, over there to wherever it is you're going to arrive, I'm going to make you into a great nation. But Khan, here, if you stay here where you are, 
you are not going to merit to have any children. Va'od, and also, Shodia tivacho ba'olam. I will make known tivacho. I will make known your nature. I will make known your character in the world. I will make you a famous person. Before we move on, let's consider a couple of points right here. It's well known that uh, Ramban very much disagrees with Rashi's interpretation of the words lech lecha. Rashi says lecha is something extra, and it is telling us that this journey that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, prom- is telling Avraham to undertake is a journey lecha, for you meaning lahana ascha or letayvascha. The Ramban objects to this, he has a long comment, and he brings a number of proofs against this explanation. One of his proofs is that there's a Pasuk in Shira Shirim that says HaGeshem Chalaf Halachlai that the rain went low. It went went away. But it went away low to itself. Now there it can't mean the rain went away in the springtime. What? For its own benefit? Well, the, the rain doesn't get any reward for stopping in the springtime or in the summer. So that's one of the Ramban's proofs that this lecho, or low, doesn't mean for your benefit, for your good. It's a long Ramban, and there are many, uh, many ideas that uh, are discussed by the Rashi super commentators defending Rashi. I'd like to point out one, one point, which I have not seen. It's probably there somewhere. I imagine this point has been made before. But if we look at the word, at the words lech lecha, so the, the tam ha-mikra, the trup, underneath the word lech lecha is what's called a tvir. The word tvir is Aramaic for shavur, for broken. It means that this phrase lech lecha is broken off from the rest of the sentence that follows it. It's one of the tamim ha-mafsikim. It's one of the tame ha-mikra that tells us to read the word, and then pause. And in fact, the way we sing it, at least the way I know how to sing it, it's, it stands for itself. And perhaps that's part of Rashi's proof that the words are telling us something separate, besides the fact that it's to go away from but there's a message just in the words lech lecha themselves. Lech lecha for your own good, for your own hanoa and your own tova. Also, it is worthy to, to take note as we continue, before we continue, that what Rashi says, that you should go for your own benefit and your own good, and shom eschel the goy gadol, there at your destination, I will make you into a great nation. Where did Rashi get that idea from? It's very obvious that he got it from the next Pasuk. The next Pasuk says, Ve'escha l'goy gadol. Rashi is simply tying together the two Pesukim. He's, he's explaining, in his opinion, that lech lecha, which means for your good and for your teva, which good and which, which benefit and which good, well, Rashi's telling us that it says that in the next Pasuk. The next Pasuk says, there, when you reach your destination, 
I will give you that benefit of becoming a great nation, but here you won't have any children. And then Rashi says, Vo'od, and also, I will make known your character in the world. Now, where did that come from? How did Rashi know that that's part of the that that's part of the benefit of undertaking this journey? So it, it would seem pretty simple that he got that from the words, V'agad l'shmecha. says in the next Pesach, I will make your name great. Rashi paraphrases that. that what does it mean, I will make your name great? It means, I will make your personality and your character known in the world. Why he saw fit to paraphrase it is something that we will talk about a little bit later. Let's continue. We're going to skip the rest of the Rashi on this Pasuk Aleph and go to the Pasuk, go to the Rashi on Pasuk base. There it says, Eschra Lugoy Gadol, I will make you into a great nation. Says Rashi, because traveling on the road causes three things. It reduces Priya Uraviya. It reduces one's opportunity to engage in being fruitful and multiplying. A person traveling on the road tends to be too tired to, to, give, to give much energy to that activity. And it tends to reduce one's property. It's hard to accumulate property and money while journeying from one place to another. And it also tends to reduce one's name, one's reputation. One traveling about, in the, especially in the, in the wilderness, uh, one tends to just kind of be forgotten. You're not really in one place, any one place for long, and people don't know you, and you just, you go unnoticed. So traveling on a journey tends to do those three things. Therefore, says Rashi, Therefore, Abraham was in need of these three blessings that I mentioned in the Pesach. Hashem promised him that he would have children. Even though traveling on the road, you tend to not have so many children. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised him that he would be a goy gadol, he would become a great nation. And Hashem promised him mamayin, which Rashi is going to say is expressed in the word va'avarechecha. I always have trouble pronouncing that word. Va'avarechecha. That is, the blessing is a blessing of mamayin, of property. And va'al Hashem. And Hashem promised the Kodesh Baruch Hu that he would have a great name. As it says, va'gadla shemecha. I will make great your name. Since these are three things that one would tend to lose traveling along the, the road, so Kodesh Baruch Hu guaranteed to Avram Avinu he would not lose. Rashi finishes the thought by telling us that is means b'momayn. I will bless you with monetary property, with property. Before I move on to our main question, I'd like to ask a small question, raise a small question. Rashi tells us that lech lecha means lahana ascha or the toiva ascha. And he then describes what the hana and the toiva is 
based on the next Pesach. He tells us that it, that it includes the Eschel the Goigodel, that Hashem promised to make him a great nation, and he says that it includes the Agad Shmecha, that Hashem promised Avram to make his name great, which Rashi paraphrases as Shoidia Tivacha Bo'elam. Why didn't Rashi also mention that Lahana Ascha or the Tevascha includes the third thing that's in the Pasuk, which is Vavarechecha? I mean, he, he cites two points from Pasuk base. Why didn't he cite the third point, which is right in the middle of the Pasuk? Perhaps we can say that even if Lech Lecha had not meant Lahana Ascha, even if Lech Lecha just means go. But we would also understand that if Avram does what he's told, he's going to get bracha, just a generic bracha. Of course, he's doing what God told him to do. He's certainly going to get it. It's only because that the words Lech Lecha, according to Rashi, mean Lahana Ascha or Lecha that specifically Hashem put into this commandment the, the promise of a reward, that's why Abraham is going to get from his obedience, from his performance of this commandment, he's going to get very, some very specific and, very, and extra items. He's going to get the Eschel Gogodl, he's going to become a great nation, and he's going to get the Agad Shemecha, he's going to become a, uh, a well-known person, that's proof to the idea that lech lecha means lahana ascha or lataybascha. The fact that he's going to get bracha, the fact that in some generic way he's going to be blessed, that wouldn't be any proof that the words lech lecha indicate in and of themselves lahana ascha or lataybascha. Certainly any person who does who follows any commandment of Hashem, who fulfills the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for surely will get v'avarechacha. That person will surely be blessed. So Rashi only cites two points from the second Pasuk as proof to what he says, that lech lecha means lahana ascha or l'tayvascha. Our main question, however, is that there seems to be a contradiction from the Rashi and Pasuk Aleph to the Rashi on Pasuk base. One after another, Rashi seems to be contradicting himself. Rashi explains in Pasuk Aleph, Lech Lecha, that Lech Lecha means Lahano Ascha Ulatay Vascha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Avraham, leave where you are and go to where I show you, you will be greatly rewarded. Lecha means Lahano Ascha Ulatay Vascha. And Rashi uh, specifies that what is the Hanoah and what is the Teva? It is that I will make you there a great nation and I will make you a, I will, I will let the world know who you are. So Hashem, according to Rashi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying in Pasuk Aleph, go and I'm going to greatly reward you. And then we come to the Rashi on Pasuk base, and Rashi says that when you go on a long journey, it tends to reduce the number of children that you can produce and it tends to reduce the, number, the, the amount of mammon of property that you can accumulate, and it tends to reduce your, your fame and your reputation. Your, your reputation. And therefore, Kaddish Baruch Hu promised Avram that he wouldn't lose out 
by going on this journey. So Pasuk base, according to Rashi, seems to be saying just, uh, you won't lose anything by, by going on this journey. I'm telling you to go on a journey. Journeys tend to cause losses in a variety of ways, so, but, but you're not going to lose. Well, that seems to contradict the way Rashi explained Pasuk Aleph. Pasuk Aleph, again, Rashi seemed to understand it to be saying, go on this journey, I will greatly reward you. And then he turns around, he about faces, and on Pasuk base, Rashi explains that a Kodesh Baruch Hu said to Avram, yeah, I'm sending you on this journey, I know it's going to reduce you in certain ways, I promise you, you won't lose. That seems to be a very direct contradiction. And it's one Pasuk right after another. Rabbi Eliyahu Mizrahi is probably the primary of all the super commentators or all the great super commentators. He is probably the one that most prominently doesn't mind saying that Rashi quotes what he calls Midrashim Chalukim, opposing Midrashim. Mizrahi in a number of places says that if we find a contradiction in Rashi, if you can identify that statement A comes from Midrash A and statement B comes from a different Midrash somewhere, we can just say that, uh, well, on the first Pasuk, Rashi was explaining it according to Midrash A, which is a legitimate opinion. It's one of the opinions of one of the, the holy rabbis in the Mishnah. And then on the second Pasuk, Rashi chose to explain it according to the opinion of Rabbi B in a different Midrash. He's also a great and holy rabbi, and yes, they contradict, but uh, Rashi, you know, when you learn Midrashim, you learn certain things that contradict each other, that not all the opinions agree. That's Mizrahi's general approach, and he, here also, he raises the question that we raised, and he answers that the idea that Lech Lecha means Lahana Ascha, or the Ascha, that comes from one source. It's actually a Gemara, I believe, in Rosh Hashanah. And the second Rashi, that the Derech tends to cause a diminution of three things, and a Kodesh Baruch who promised him, promised that Ram, you won't lose out on those three things. So that comes from the Bracious Rabbah. And in fact, the Mizrahi uh, reports to us that in his text of Rashi, after the words in the second Rashi, Shehifticha ala banim v'yala mamim, mamim v'yala shem, and then v'avarechecha b'mamim, after the word b'mamim, in the Mizrahi's text, he then had two extra words, or two letters, it says base resh, which stands for Bracious Rabbah, the Midrash Rabbah Bracious. The, the, the Mizrahi understands that those, those letters, base resh, were put there by Rashi himself. They, are not, they, they weren't put there by some annotator, somebody who wanted to do us a favor and tell us where the Rashi comments came from. No, they were put there by Rashi himself. And Rashi meant to say that what I just said here is only the opinion of the Bracious Rabbah. But what I, but what I said before about Lech Lecha being the key to great rewards, that's a different source. This, by the way, is, a, is something to be aware of. In, in most places, Rashi does not cite his sources. 
Why not is an interesting reason. Maybe we'll talk about that someday. But even though 95% of all of Rashi's comments come from this piece of Gemara or that piece of Midrash, etc., in most places, Rashi himself didn't identify his sources. When you find the sources identified, sometimes in a parenthesis, sometimes in a footnote, 99% of the time, those are the work of later editors and copyists who thought they could do you a favor by telling you where the Rashi comment came from. It is useful to know where the comment came from. But it's not that Rashi's telling you. But here, Mizrahi is, is, is reporting to us that in the text of Rashi, it had the, it had the letters base Resh after Rashi's second comment, after Rashi's comment on Pasuk base, And he understood that, that Rashi himself put that there in order to tell us that the second comment, the comment on Pasuk base, comes from Midrash Rabbah, whereas the comment on Pasuk Aleph comes from a different source. It comes from Gemara Mesechta Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, if they appear to be contradictory, the answer is they are contradictory. Rashi is explaining it one way, and then he's explaining it a different way. Gurarye, among others, the Gurarye objects to this. He doesn't like this idea of saying Midrashim Chalukim. Um, there are some Mepharshim who write very forcefully that we should not allow such a thing to say that Rashi in one place was explaining it one way and in another place just explaining it a different way. It is a little hard to swallow that Rashi would do that. If he's trying to, to give us a picture of what the Psukim mean, the Pshutai Shalmikra, why would he mix us up like that? Why would he confuse us like that? Anyway, the Gurayi here says that really there's no contradiction between these two Rashi comments. Even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised to Avraham that go on this journey and it will be and that includes having a lot of children. But Avraham thought that if he's going to have to go on a journey that might limit the number of children. He believed that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him to go on this journey and he would become a great nation, he certainly trusted that that would happen. But he thought maybe not quite such a great nation. Maybe it will put some sort of a limit. Maybe if he would have been able to have 10 children, but now that he has to go on a journey, maybe he'll only have seven children. He thought it might, to some extent, limit the promise of the Hana Ascha or the Tev Ascha. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, In the second Pasuk, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, No, it's not going to limit you at all. I'm going to make you a very great nation. And similarly, even though Lech Lecha, according to Rashi, means Lahana Ascha or the Tev Ascha, which includes that I'm going to make, your, make you known in the world, I'm going to make your character known in the world, but Avram thought that, that, that perhaps the time that, I, that I'm going to spend on the road is going to limit that somewhat. I'll become a well-known person, but I won't be uh, the most famous person on earth. I, there'll be some limitation to it. So therefore, in the second Pasuk, Rashi tells us, Rashi explains, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised him, no, I'm going to make your name very great. There's, the fact that you're going to go on the road is not going to diminish that at all. And therefore, 
the two Rashis are not contradictory, and I personally prefer that much better. It just seems very difficult to me to say that Rashi from Pusik Aleph to Pusik Base changed directions completely. An additional question which I hinted at before is as follows. Rashi in Pasuk Aleph says that Lech Lecha means Lahana Ascha or Lataiva It is for your benefit and for your good. And he points out two, uh, two factors, two details of that benefit and that good. One is, he literally quotes from the second Pasuk, Eschel Legoi Godol, I will make you a great nation. And then the second, the second detail, the second example of that Hano Ascha Vetoi Rashi says is, Shoidia Tivacha Ba'ilam. I will make known your nature, your character in the world. Now here, Rashi uses a paraphrase. He doesn't just quote the second Pesach, which says, V'agad l'shmecha, when he's trying to say that l'hanoscha, or l'tevoscha, includes and, and means that I will make your name great, he doesn't just quote the next Pesach, which says, V'agad l'shmecha, but rather, Rashi paraphrases it. Idea tivacha bo'elam. One question is, why does he feel the need to paraphrase? He could have just quoted the second Pasuk the way he did regarding the Eschel of Goygodl. And a, a more fundamental question is, why was that important to Avraham, that he should have a great name, that he should be uh, famous? Was Avraham Amino a, a fame seeker? Uh, there was a... Uh, radio personality here in New York City. I think he may still still be on the radio. He, he loved publicity. He loved to publicize himself any way he could. He used to say about himself, I'm a publicity hog. I mean, chas v'sholem, are we to imagine such a thing? But Avram Avinu, he was concerned about being famous. So I think, really, one question answers the other. First of all, Rashi didn't want to just quote the second Pesach that says, Vagad l'shmecha, I will make your name great. Because that does, that does sound a little funny, taken at face value. Why would Avraham want that? Why would he have such a big name? He wants to be a big name in showbiz? What, what does that mean? So Rashi paraphrases it. It means, Odia tivacha b'olam. I will make your teva, I will make your character known in the world. What is the point of making Avraham's character, his personality, known in the world? Not just to know there's a, there's a person named Avraham, his name. No, the word shame over here, shmecha, means, as it always really means, that a shame indicates a person's essence or something close to his essence. It, it, it indicates the person's Teva, the person's nature and characteristic and personality. Now, why would Avraham want his personality to be known in the world? So here we have one of the super commentaries on Rashi that I don't often quote, but it's written by a very great author. The name of the Sefer is Levush HaOira. It was written by Rabbi Mordechai Yafe, who lived right around the same time as the, the, uh, the Maharal who wrote he lived right around the same time as the author of the Shulchan Aruch, Rabbeinu Yosef Karo. 
In fact, he wrote a sort of a sort of a alternative Shulchan Aruch to represent his methods of deriving and presenting halacha. He had a different shita about that. He also wrote a super commentary on Rashi. One reason that I don't quote it that much is that he only wrote two or three pieces on each parsha. He didn't write that much. But in any case, here I will read a few words from the Levusha Ura. He says, When Avraham's nature will become known in the world, that he is a, a complete and straight person, and he is he is a person who fears God, so then Yilmadu Hakol Mimenu, so then other people, really he says everyone will learn from him, La to do like his actions, the Yishanhu Bai, and they will get benefit from that. The Gam Yiloi Bezesakhartaiv, and also he will have from this a good reward, in this world and in the next world. In other words, Avraham wasn't interested in becoming famous. For the, fakes, for the sake of being famous. Avraham wanted his good deeds and his good character to become known to as many people as possible so that they could also be good, so that there would be more glory to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That was his mission. That was his mission. His mission was to, to publicize monotheism and to publicize ethical behavior. Yes, he wanted... He didn't walk around with a placard on, but he wanted people to know about him. That was to him. That was a great bracha that people would find out what he's like, and that people would emulate him. And people would copy him. That he wanted, and therefore, that explains why Rashi paraphrases "Vagad l'shmecha." He explains it as "Odia tivecha boelam." I will make your nature and your character known in the world. And that explains why that is something that Avraham definitely would want. After one learns Rashi on a Pasuk, on a group of Psukim, it is very worthwhile, as, and, and one learns those Rashis to some degree of thoroughness, it is very worthwhile to look at some of the other commentators. First of all, you'll find interesting ideas, important ideas, and secondly, you will start to realize how much Rashi has interpreted. We are so used to Rashi that we sometimes think that Rashi is not really saying anything. Well, yeah, yeah, Rashi, yeah, Rashi. When you start to look at other commentators, you realize that Rashi has really very carefully navigated a path through the Psukim and expressed a certain opinion about how to put them together and interpret them. And it's a path that other commentators didn't necessarily take. You don't always notice that just by looking at Rashi himself. Regarding these psukim, I'd like to take a look at some comments from Rav Hirsch. Rav Hirsch begins with the words, Lech Lecha, and he notes that the Tam Hanigun under the words Lech Lecha is a Tvir, Lech Lecha, which is one of the Tamim HaMafsikim, as we mentioned. Uh, I really didn't even pay attention into, to it until I saw Rav Hirsch talking about it. But Rav Hirsch interprets it differently. Unlike Rashi, who seems to understand, perhaps, that 
lech lecha, and then pause, indicates that lech lecha has its own value, its own value. It's not just a means of getting somewhere, but rather lech lecha, lahana ascha, or letoiv ascha. Going in and of itself brings you, brings you good things. Rav Hirsch understands that lech lecha has a value into itself because it is a means of, of, for Avraham to separate, him, to separate himself from the negative environment in which he was born and in which he was raised. So lech lecha, just that in and of itself, just going, besides where he might end up, but just going has its own value. That's what lech lecha means, according to Rav Hirsch. He then continues by saying that, yes, it's true, that by separating, separating himself from his land and his place of birth and his family, he is separating himself from their bad influence, but on the other hand, he's losing thereby. By separating himself from his oritz, he's losing his nationality. By separating himself from his moledes, from his place of birth, sort of Hirsch explains, a person living in the place where he was born has certain civic rights, which tend to lead to prosperity. He's a, he's a citizen, he can, he can work there, he can own property there. He has certain, that develops certain means which, which can lead to his success, to his material success, temporal success. Avram is leaving that. And by leaving Beis Avicha, by leaving his father's family, he's leaving a source of respect and honor as a member of a well-established family. So, yes, it's necessary for Avraham to disconnect from all of those things, but really all of those things are valuable. So therefore, explains Rav Hirsch, that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the next Pasuk, promises to give back to Avraham all of those things. He promises him that I will make you a goy gadol. In place, as, as in exchange for separating you from your, from your nationality, I'm going to make you into your own new nationality, into a goy gadol. In exchange for separating you from sources of producing wealth, which one has in one's place of birth, I'm going to bless you with mamain, with, with material wealth. In exchange for separating yourself from the respect and honor that come from being part of a family, part of a well-established, respected family, so I will make your name great. This is all interesting and important on its own, and it also shows us how much Rashi interpreted, how much Rashi helped us to understand the psukim, because the psukim could be understood to mean something very different, something also true and, 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 and important. But we should never forget that, that Rashi is not just something to be skipped over or something that we learned in, in the second grade. Rashi is a, a very significant commentator. He, he forges his own path through the psukim, unlike many of the other commentaries.